It's Sunday. It's 25 June. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Welcome to the Trans Lodge. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Let's see here. We got a couple of things to mention before we get into our first article. Uh, First, we had Paul, Kathy, and Miguel show up here today. Miguel's a handsome young man. Uh, They're the Knowles family, and they're from Jefferson, South Carolina. And you're down here for karate. Is that right? I'm not going to try to fight you because... I don't think I'd win. He's a, he's a looking like a serious karate contender. So uh, anyway, welcome to all of you. And then we also have Lance and Don here for their second time. They didn't get enough the first time and <laughs> throw up their hands and walk out. So uh, it's really wonderful to have you guys here. Thank you for coming. They've come all the way from Texas, and they've been all over. I uh, spent some time with them yesterday, last evening, and uh, we talked about their lives and uh, where they have come from and where they are now, and uh, they they have a very unique skill set. Can I tell them? Sure. They come out of Mormonism, and so they have a very good skill set to tell other people about the error of that. Uh, they're both not only saved, they're highly saved. They love the Lord. Uh, they've been pulled out of addiction. They've been pulled out of uh, the pit. And uh, it was just so wonderful talking to you guys last night and learning all that. I just, I can't tell you what that meant to me. And uh, so welcome to you again. And then uh, one more thing to announce is, um, well, I'll say this first. I have mangoes in the back. Okay, my wife brought them. Uh, so if you want mangoes, please bag them up and take them home. And then we have another big one. This isn't as big as last week. We didn't have a really big one yet this week that I thought was ready to pick. But um, uh, if you get the question at the end of the sermon today, you will win this big mango. And if you are walking around here and you look down and you say, his feet are filthy. I want you to know I've been picking mangoes. That stuff gets on my feet and it's sappy and it just... Whatever. So uh, it, it was for your benefit that my feet are filthy. So I wanted to say that. Um, and if you want to know about mango picking, I did a video yesterday. I uh, was out picking early in the morning, and I thought, I said, Nidico, I should have filmed this. And so I, after we went down to the projects and did our mission work, I came back and I climbed up the tree again and I picked a whole bunch of mangoes and I had the camera with me. And um, so, yeah, there you go. Tarzan. I went and did some swinging. And, uh, but if you want to know about mangoes, I talk about them while I'm up in the tree, what kind they are, you know, uh, how they grow and stuff. And uh, I really tried to make it enjoyable. There's no cuts. I didn't have to edit it at all. It went from me getting up in the tree after getting home to me getting it on YouTube in just a very short amount of time. But I really think you'll like that video. Uh, I've got it on both Rumble and YouTube. So look for that video and I think you'll enjoy it. Um, Let's see here. Uh, We got some news from Israel. Uh, Defense tech firm Raphael. Now, last week we talked about uh, what uh, Israel was doing in their uh, military, and I got a couple more things to add to that. that. This actually came out at the end of last week. I didn't include it because I have more stuff I wanted to include with this, all military. Defense tech firm Raphael reveals first ever hypersonic interceptor. Now, Iran has claimed that they have a hypersonic missile that could not be intercepted in the past. Israel has developed an interceptor for that. 
So you can see how they're one step ahead of whatever is coming out. The Lord is blessing them to protect them. And so according to Raphael, the Skysonic Interceptor Missile, which has been in development for around three years, will be shown for the first time at the Paris Air Show. The announcement comes after Iran earlier this month claimed that it had developed a new hypersonic missile. Raphael officials said the company had only recently been given approval by the defense ministry to reveal the system. Raphael said the Skysonic missile represents a major technological leap in hypersonic missile defense. They've had this, they've been working on it, they've known that it would work, but they haven't released it until after they were threatened. And now they're letting them know, go ahead and try, we'll get it out of the sky, and then we'll come and blow you sky high. Okay? Designed with exceptional maneuverability and high-speed capabilities, it effectively neutralizes hypersonic missiles, which travel at speeds of over five times the speed of sound with unmatched precision and stealth. The company could not provide a timeline as to when the missile will be ready to use, but said it would be conducting first test flights in the very near future. Speaking to reporters, former minister Yuval Steinitz Chairman of Raphael said the company had identified the potential hypersonic missile threat a number of years ago and began a research and development venture. We are following the developments and emerging threats in the current security context and are developing the most advanced defense systems. Steinitz noted that the company's David Sling medium-range air defense system, already in use by the Israeli military, can technically deal with hypersonic missiles, but said the new system is designed specifically to counter that threat. Good stuff. From the Times of Israel, Israeli arms sales doubled in a decade, hit new record high of $12.5 billion in 2022. The ministry's International Defense Cooperation Directorate, known as CBAT, said defense exports totaled $12.5 billion last year, up from $11.4 billion in 2021. The previous record high between 2011 and 2016, that number hovered between $5.6 and $7.5 billion. So they're almost double uh, their highest at that time. Officials cited geostrategic strategic changes in Europe as the reason for the sharp increase in demand for Israeli-made weapons, referring to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Officials also said that there had been a significant demand for Israeli weapons by Arab nations that recently normalized ties with Israel. Israel's defense exports have reached a new peak for the second consecutive time, a remarkable 65% increase within five years. Demand for Israeli defense solutions has grown in the past year, manifesting in the sharp increase in agreements between defense ministries. From the Times of Israel, in first, Israel plans to sell vaunted Merkava tank to two countries. One is in Europe. I never thought they'd give away one of these tanks uh, because once you've sold it, they can get the technology, but they're very good tanks and uh, they are now going to sell them. Israel is in talks to sell the, uh, used Merkava tanks to two countries, including one in Europe, in what would be the first such export of the armored vehicle, a defense ministry official said. Speaking to the calculist financial paper, Yair Kulas, the head of the ministry's International Defense Cooperation Directorate, known as CBOT, said his unit was advancing more sales of surplus equipment from the IDF. There's a potential of several hundred million shekels there. The world is chasing systems and production processes require time, and not everyone has the time to wait. 
He noted that many European countries were seeking to quickly replenish supplies after donating billions of dollars worth of arms to Ukraine that have helped it push back Russia's invasion. There are two potential countries with which we are holding advanced negotiations. I am barred from naming them, but one is on the European continent. The Merkava has been the IDF's main battle tank since the 80s. In recent years, the Armored Corps replaced most of its Merkava Mark three models with the more modern Mark IV. The potential sales would likely include the older Merkava Mark II and some of the Merkava Mark III tanks, introduced in the 1990s. Kulas said other surplus systems, including military boats and APCs, would be sold as the IDF has procured more advanced systems. In 2021, Israel sold 29 old F-16 fighters to the U.S. and Canada to be used for training. So there you go, kind of interesting. As far as Russia and all that's going on there, I'll just mention that Ron and I were talking about this earlier today. Uh, You know, they were uh, threatened by the Wagner Group, and everybody was up in arms over that. And uh, I think Ron disagrees with me, but I can't help but think that this was all a setup. I, I just, it ended so quickly. Uh, Belarus agreed to take this guy in. Belarus has just been given nuclear weapons. I mean, the whole thing stinks. So, uh, you know, Putin probably needed to increase his image. And in the short term, it looked like it wasn't increasing his image, but it will in the long term. Uh, So that's just a guess. That's fine. That's how I look at it. And we'll see how the news pans out in the next couple days. But when I saw that this morning, I was like, it just sounds, it smacks of, of a false flag to me. Anyway, uh, we got some news from concerning Christianity from the Gateway Pundit. Largest Catholic healthcare system in America is performing transgender surgeries. Catholic healthcare on children and providing other gender affirming care services. Good morning, Mrs. Garrett. How are you? A watchdog is alleging that one of America's most prominent Catholic health systems is betraying morality and mutilating innocent children. The Lepanto Institute published a 64-page report claiming that Common Spirit Health, the largest Catholic health system in the country, is providing transgender surgeries for minors and other gender-affirming care services, including hormone therapies, puberty blockers. Abortions are also being performed. Abortions. This is all in direct contradiction to Catholic teachings on these issues, which have remained consistent for decades. Common Spirit is a giant non-profit health system with more than 1,000 care sites and 140 hospitals across 21 states. The Media Research Center also points out that one of the hospitals is the network. In the network is St. Francis Memorial Hospital, even has a gender institute where they reportedly perform gender reassignment surgeries. Unbelievable. Mail online. Okay. Um, This was at the Southern Baptist Convention over a week ago. And uh, the first one, Southern Baptists are set to vote on banning women from pastoral roles after numerous churches were ousted from the denomination for having women as pastors. Southern Baptists will vote on whether to ban women from pastoral roles. One pastor in support of the ban said the church is in desperate need of clarity. Okay, if you're watching this and if this upsets you, don't watch anymore. I don't care. The Bible says what the Bible says, and I will not waffle on what the Bible says. To Timothy... 1 Timothy 2, 11 and 12, I do not permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man, okay? They are not to be in pastoral roles. That is not allowed by scripture. And if that upsets you, it doesn't upset me at all. It's the word of God. So 
uh, 1 Timothy 2, 11 and 12. Churches let go of these things and churches die or they turn into woke churches. Anytime you get away from the word of God, you have turned that church into something that is other than an effective church. That's it. Okay, from the AP. And you know what? People will come with every argument on the face of the planet against those verses. That was cultural. No, the epistles, especially the pastoral epistles, are prescriptive. They don't describe, they prescribe for the entire church age. It wasn't cultural. It is something that belongs to all ages within the church. Okay, that's just the way it is. Um, People say, well, they take the verse from Galatians out of context and they say, well, it says right there that there is no longer Jew or Gentile, male or female, uh, slave or bond or free and all that kind of stuff, whatever. Okay, let me ask you something. Are you a male or are you a female? Are you a male or are you a female? It is not saying there is no difference. It is saying there is no distinction. In Christ, there is no distinction, but there are differences. So when Paul says there is no difference between male and female, or distinction, there is no male and female, he is saying that they are one in Christ. But by saying male and female or Jew and Gentile, he's showing that they still exist as separate entities. Think clearly when you read the Bible, because if not, you end up with this type of stuff and you have problems in your church. From the AP, Southern Baptists refuse to take back megachurch because it has women pastors. Finally, they're doing something right in the SBC. The SBC has refused to welcome back Saddleback Church into its fold uh, rejecting an appeal by the California megachurch over its February ouster for having women pastors. The results were announced on the concluding day of the two-day annual meeting of the nation's largest Protestant denomination, whose statement of faith asserts that only qualified men can serve as pastors, which is in accord with the Bible. But you shouldn't have to have a statement of faith. You should just say the Bible says and be done with it. You have a statement of faith, you can later amend it. That's not, you can't amend the Bible. The convention hall was quiet after the announcement, appearing to have listened to the earlier urging by SBC President Bart Barber for uh, them to show restraint. Saddleback had been the denomination's second largest congregation until recently, was widely touted as a success story amid larger SBC membership declines. With the nine. 1,437 to 1,212 vote. I'd say that's a little lopsided. Uh, Delegates rejected an appeal by Rick Warren, the retired founding pastor of Saddleback. I have to wonder about the other 1,212 people that voted for this. I I just don't understand that thinking. Warren had urged Baptists to agree to disagree in order to share a common mission. You cannot agree to disagree about the word of God. You cannot do that. I'm sorry. If you disagree, fine. You're wrong. Okay? Um, Let's see here. Uh, Agree to disagree. Messengers voted for conformity and uniformity rather than unity. The only way you have unity is to love diversity. That sounds just like what you hear out of the left in Washington, D.C. We made this effort knowing that we were not going to win, Warren said. Well, good. Church representatives also voted 9,700 to 806 to deny an appeal by a smaller congregation. Fern Creek Baptist Church of Louisville, which has had a woman pastor for three decades. You want to see a picture of her, go look at her online, and she's wearing LGBT rainbow colors. Nobody belongs in a church like that. Nobody should be in a church like that. 
I knew they would uphold the expulsion. However, I guess I'm a bit naive. I did not think it would be that drastic a result. So he's worried about 9,700 to 806. I worry about the 806. That's what I worry about. I thought there were more people left in the SBC who would support the autonomy of the local church, if not women in ministry. Well, if you've got a woman in the ministry and you're talking about autonomy within the church and they're violating the church policy, then you get the church out of the denomination. And what he's saying makes absolutely no sense at all. Uh, let's see here. Um, as she said, it's uh, who support autonomy of the local church, if not women in ministry, said the unreverend Linda Popham, Fern Creek's pastor. She said some messengers came up to her to say while they disagree with her, they appreciate our passion for the gospel. Oh, all Baptist churches are independent, so the convention can't tell them what to do, but it can decide which churches are not in friendly cooperation. The official verbiage for an expulsion. The SBC's statement of faith says the office of pastor is reserved for qualified men, but this is believed to be the first time the convention has expelled any churches over it. Okay, I could give you a lot of other examples from the pastoral epistle, such as a uh, pastor is to be the husband of one wife. Well, that implies that it's a male. It never says anything about female. Okay, unless you're talking about a female married to a female. I mean, the whole thing is just crazy. It's very explicit in the pastoral epistles, which are not cultural. They are church age doctrine. You could get at least five firm examples that men alone are to be pastors from CBS. Unbelievable. Nine new bodies recovered in Kenya doomsday cult, pushing the death toll past 300. That is because people don't know this. That is because people don't know this. 300 people have lost their lives because they were in a church where that wasn't proclaimed. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast in Africa. From Al Mayadeen. I, this is something I reported on, oh, I don't know, eight months or a year ago, and uh, the Israelis did an article on it, so I thought I'd refresh you on it. Iran lithium field discovery to change balance of power. The discovery is not only significant because it holds 10% of the world's white gold reserves, currently estimated at around 89 million tons, but also because it has the potential to buff the Iranian economy and seemingly nullify the effectiveness of the imposed sanctions. It is considered a winning trump card for Iran. This discovery could have a significant impact on global energy and mining markets, as well as the global battery and electric vehicle industries. It is expected that all of this will lead to long-term changes in the global economy and politics, shifting the balance of power once again to the Middle East. A senior official in the Iranian Ministry of Industry and Mines stated that the world's largest lithium reservoir is located outside of South America, which represents 58% of global resources. And it is the second largest reservoir after the one in Chile, which contains 9.2 million tons of lithium. It is already evident that by controlling about 10% of the world's lithium consumption, and having dominance over the strategic raw material, Iran will emerge as a major geopolitical player in global politics and economy. In the face of the escalating climate crisis, the lithium field, along with other energy sources, including nuclear energy, provides power, political influence, economic strength, and energy for the Tehran government. It is expected that all these aspects and their implications will be leveraged to benefit the region 
including the international arena. Consequently, not only is it likely to significantly enhance Iran's influence, but it may also surpass that of Gulf states, namely major oil producers in the world, especially Saudi Arabia and the UAE. Now, notice that Saudi Arabia and the UAE are now getting friendly with Iran. I've mentioned that over the past two months. Why would they do that? Because they're losing a hold because of lithium. If Iran gets in with the other major lithium producers and makes a OPEC style of agreement, the entire global thing could change overnight. So we'll see where this goes. The situation could shift the balance of power and regional dynamics in Iran's favor. Interesting. From the Times of Israel, having given up on the U.S., Palestinians look to China to mediate peace with Israel. Fresh off brokering the restoration of ties between regional rivals Iran and Saudi Arabia, President Jinping is looking to further bolster Beijing's image as a power player in the Mideast, hosting Palestinian President Abbas. Xi introduced another Chinese proposal for peace between Israel and the Palestinians. The plan largely mirrors previous Chinese initiatives unveiled in, over the past decade. It calls for the creation of an international conference to promote peace talks aimed at establishing a sovereign Palestinian state along the pre-1967 lines, which will never happen, and the funneling of significant amounts of international aid to sustain the new entity. Prime Minister Netanyahu, now heading the most right-wing government in Israel's history, is sure to reject the proposal as Jerusalem moves further away from accepting the land-for-peace notion. But for Ramallah, China represents a far more desirable mediator than America. That's all sums up the entire article right there. We've got incompetence in the White House, and this guy is going to China to broker this thing, in which it, meaning America, no longer has much trust. From the Jerusalem Post, Saudi Arabia, China undermine U.S. influence in the Middle East. The U.S. has always had a complicated relationship with the Middle East, but after years of U.S. military intervention in the region and an ongoing Cold War-like relationship between Saudi Arabia's de facto ruler Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and the Biden admin, China is stepping in to fill the regional diplomatic role that was once the exclusive domain of the United States. With the U.S. no longer at the fulcrum of the diplomatic teeter-totter in the Mideast, experts say China is being encouraged to fill that void by MBS. MBS is clearly pushing this because he knows the rules-based order is not going to stand for Saudi Arabia being able to use their petro hostage-taking to allow him to be able to be acting illegally as he does. And you see him doing it through the UAE, for example, allowing China to open up a port in the UAE. Not only is China ramping up its diplomatic role in the region, it is also increasing its military footprint in the Middle East, something we've talked about, and has shown aggressiveness towards the U.S. militarily. There you go with that. Okay, we got something interesting from Mongolia, from the SCMP, the South China Morning Post. China, Mongolia to fight sandstorms amid calls to curb economic and ecological harm. No, they're not going to go out and actually fight a sandstorm. They're going to fight them happening. Okay, so don't think they're going out with lasers and zapping sandstorms. Beijing and Ulaanbaatar have stepped up joint efforts to prevent 
sandstorms that swept across northern China earlier this year, with the Chinese delegation set to visit Mongolia from later this month to jointly work on solutions. A delegation visited China for six days in early May following an invitation from the National Forestry and Grassland Administration. During the trip, the two countries signed an MOU after discussions that took place in China's Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region. A Chinese research team has now been invited to visit Mongolia between June 25th and July 10th to assess desertification issues in Mongolia. Now, here's what's going to happen in my, my guess on that. If you remember Russia and the RLC, which no longer exists, if you remember China when they wanted to make everything better, and so uh, they, they were upset at the sparrows. Do you remember what they did with the sparrows? The sparrows are eating all the grain, and so they killed all the sparrows. And they ended up having a plague that killed millions and millions and millions of Chinese because the sparrows also ate insects that were necessary. And so you're getting rid of the thing that does the work for you. So my guess is if China gets involved in it, it will be a disaster. Okay, just like when the Russians got into the RLC and they completely drained it. One of what was it like the third biggest in the world? It was this giant sea. And now you walk out in the desert and there are ships, ships sitting in the desert because they drained the RLC. <sighs> Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From Spectrum, this kind of interesting friend sent this to me and uh, one of those things, I mean, they're just coming up with all kinds of stuff in the world. New nano tattoos, which I've talked about nano tattoos in the past. These don't need batteries or wires. While it is biosensor potential, the ink could be sprayed on almost anything. Take it, spray this ink on you, and then your body just powers it. Researchers at two institutions in Istanbul have created nano-tattoos capable of passive wireless communications with nearby devices without the need for external power sources such as batteries. Like your phone, you can connect to your arm with your phone, okay? The advance could lead to numerous biosensing technologies that have, up until now, been stymied by relying on bulky external power source or wired communications. The backscattering-based nano-tattoo sensor tattoos were developed at some university that I cannot pronounce in Istanbul. And the Istanbul Technical University's Department of Electronics and Communication. The tattoos are composed of two inks, a zinc oxide ink containing embedded nanowires atop a graphene aerogel conductive ink. The two inks are painted onto the skin simultaneously via separate needles. The device's wireless communications rely on the creation of electrical signals from piezoelectric activity, made possible as the tattoos change shape, which converts mechanical energy into electrical energy. The tattoo's wireless networking infrastructure uses a smartphone to bounce signals off the tattoo and receive data with a broadband modem as a helper device. When the painted tag receives the radio frequency signals, it reflects some of the signals to establish an uplink with the smartphone reader, while the smartphone establishes a downlink with the tag. From these communication links, the smartphone can continuously monitor the BNTS and process the information using AI algorithms. Ergen says that this communications approach called ambient backscattering is similar to RFID but does not rely on a number of allowed frequencies. 
the researchers successfully received information from the tattoos using a broadband modem at 900 megahertz and 2.45 gigahertz. The device is similar in principle to other electronic tattoos, and the co-inventor of one such tattoo said the wireless communications link is compelling. So if you need to monitor your heart on your phone, you just spray this thing on you and it'll monitor it, or your blood pressure or whatever else. What I would worry about is them being able to suddenly... Uh, uh, well, stop. That, that's why I was thinking. Stopping your heart, somebody coming behind you and squirting the stuff on you and you don't know it and they can link into you somehow and do something contrary. But if you're looking to, you know, take care of your own self, it sounds like it has a benefit. Everything can go one way or another with technology. Anyway. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. Okay, from the times of India. Does anybody know what this is? Mango. That's mango. Okay, we got mangoes back there. Uh, don't leave your mangoes in a plastic bag. If you take some home, take them out and put them on the, the counter or put them in the fridge or whatever. But don't leave them in plastic because all fruit ferments when you keep it in plastic. You want it to ripen quickly, put it in a brown paper bag. Okay, I got a question before I go on. Did you try that mango bread yet? Was it good? Oh, she loved it. Okay, uh, we had somebody in the church make mango bread because I mentioned it last week and uh, my wife loved it. I didn't have a chance to eat it because I was waiting for dinner, which I didn't want to destroy my appetite. And then when I came home, I was just wiped out. I'm telling you what, that Korean food will do it. So anyway, um, times of times of India... Cyclone B. Parjoy, aftermath, leaves farmers helpless, destroys mango and karek cultivation in Gujarat's Gadisa region. Okay, uh, karek is dates, so they lost fields of mangoes and dates. Very sad. Okay, from NTD, virologists sued over COVID treatment study. Now, this makes all the sense in the world to me. French authorities are suing a top virologist over a study on how he used alternative treatments to cure people during the COVID pandemic. The hospital he managed had one of the lowest mortality rates in France. So we need to sue him. From NTD. COVID vaccinated more likely to be hospitalized, CDC data says. The CDC said it, okay? COVID-19 vaccine effectiveness against hospitalization turned negative over time, according to CDC data. The effectiveness against hospitalization plummeted to negative 8% for people who received one of the old COVID-19 vaccines. A dose of one of the updated bivalent vaccines moved the protection above zero to 29%, but the protection fell back to negative 8% beyond 89 days. What does that mean? I'm at 0% and I want to take a vaccine to get down to negative 8%. Morality is declining, especially in the medical industry. Okay, Gateway Pundit. Massachusetts College tells students to avoid using gender-specific words like mother and father. A college from Fox. Disney-owned ABC News profiles child identifying as transgender at three years old. I'm a girl person. Texas family says they're moving to keep Elsa safe from anti-LGBTQ laws. What they should do is take the child away to keep the child safe from those parents. Yes. Mail online. Parents' rights are under attack. Fury as New York schools are told to keep children's gender identities secret from families. New guidance also calls to end 
PE, gender separation, so LGBTQ pupils aren't marginalized. Mail Online, the trans school conspiracy exposed. Midwest teachers trade tips on subversively and quietly transitioning kids without telling their parents and skirting Republican gender laws in workspace funded by federal government. Gateway Pundit, Maryland governor claims that keeping sexually explicit books from children is castrating them. Gateway Pundit, AMC cancels shows of documentary showcasing people who regret sex change procedures after transgender activists complain. Breitbart, New Zealand equity adjuster score asks surgeons to prioritize non-white patients. Got some other news for you from the New York Post. Student called despicable by teacher after challenging peer who identifies as a cat. 13-year-old girl was called despicable by her teacher at a Church of England school in the UK after asking a classmate how she identifies as a cat. The school girl and her friend were reprimanded by the teacher at Rye College in East Sussex at the end of an eighth grade life education class where they were told that they could be who you want to be and how you identify is up to you. Following the lesson, one of the students asked a classmate, how can you identify as a cat when you're a girl? The teacher told the students they were being reported to school admin and would no longer be welcomed at the school if they continued to express the view that only boys and girls exist. Wow. You're a lion. No, don't. No meow. Give us a roar over there, buddy. <laughs> this is the world in which we're living in. I, this is just insane. Zero hedge. Home Depot capitalizes on tiny house craze with $44,000 gateway pad. The 540 square foot kit home has enough space for a living room, kitchen, one full bathroom, a bedroom, and a rooftop deck accessible by a spiral staircase. The framing kit costs $43,832. Most finishings, you'll need to complete your personal space such as doors, windows, electrical, plumbing, and finishes are available on its website or its stores. This means the home could cost thousands of dollars more, depending on how one furnishes the inside. Home Depot's tiny home kit indicates increasing demand for small dwellings because the National Association of Realtors and Realtor.com recently revealed 75% of homes are too expensive for middle-class buyers. Now, you can. this is just a Home Depot, and that's the top of the line. You can get a tiny home. A really nice one for about $20,000. All wood, right online. Just go online and type in tiny home. And then you buy a little piece of property and you put your home on there and it's done. Okay? They're, some of them are really, really cute too. I got to tell you what. Uh, millions of Americans have been priced out of the market due to high mortgage rates and elevated home prices due to the lack of inventory. However, buying land and building a tiny home has been a trend in recent years and gaining momentum as the working class has been hit with more than two years of negative real wage growth. That means you're making less now even if you get a raise because the economy is so blown. That's what that means. Some middle class buyers have abandoned the American dream of owning a home with a white picket fence and opted for affordable mobile homes. A recent report 
from the RV Industry Association found mobile home demand surged in the first three months of 2023. Um, Jimmy Buffett years and years ago said that he thought that mobile homes looked a lot better as beer cans, just so you know. <laughs> Affordability is also unlikely to improve until mortgage rates decline, which means middle-class buyers stuck in a cycle of renting might want to search for land in a rural area and build a tiny home to escape the inflation storm. Hey, they are really neat, and if you don't have a lot of needs in life, listen, I lived in a van for a while. I loved it. It doesn't bother me at all, okay? It doesn't bother me at all. But some people need to have a big house and, you know, 10 million things and whatever. But I spent, what, 117 days living. It wasn't really a van. It was uh, my Nissan Titan in the back. But 117 days, and she came for, you know, three months or so, and we slept in the... No, three weeks, I'm sorry. And we slept in the back of it and drove around all the capitals and preached at the capitals. Didn't bother me at all. And then I did sleep in a uh, VW van in high school for a while when I went up north and it broke down and my mom had to come and get me. Anyway... Um, <laughs> My older brother helped her too, so. Okay, from Just the News, Medicaid emergency spending for illegal migrants doubles in one year to $7 billion. They're getting medical care where you are paying insurance. During a congressional hearing on HSS Alejandro Mayorkas's job performance, which absolutely does not exist, Green said more people have entered the U.S. illegally under his roughly two-year tenure than in the 12 years of the Obama and Trump admins combined. He repeated the largely well-known fact that most migrants coming to the U.S. border are there because of hard-to-fix economic problems in their countries, but argued that they're coming in record numbers because Mayorkas has left the doors of our country unlocked and wide open. These individuals typically possess no legitimate claim to asylum, and under prior admins, both Democrat and Republican, most would have been quickly deported. The difference now? Mayorkas and his policies. The Tennessee Republican said that Medicaid spending on emergency medical services for illegal immigrants went from roughly $3 billion in fiscal year 2020 to over $7 billion in fiscal year 2021. Green also said that Mayorkas had surrendered control of the southwest border to the Mexican drug cartels. Today, nothing comes in or out without the cartel's knowledge and tacit approval. They have seized full control, pushing not just historic numbers of illegal aliens across, but record amounts of drugs like fentanyl, which killed more than 71,000 Americans in 2021. A horrific new record. He said fentanyl is now the leading cause of death for Americans aged 18 to 49, and that a recent study shows four times more Americans under 20 died from fentanyl poisonings in 2021 compared to 2018. From NTD, appeals court hands Maine lobsterman major victory in whale protection case. I'm only including this because I absolutely love lobsters, okay? It just... You know, our government is trying everything possible to destroy industry. Everything. So I have one little victory. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia ruled that the National Marine Fisheries Service overstepped its authority with a plan for lobstermen to reduce the lines they place in the water by 98% in the next 10 years. Lobster would be like 500 bucks each. It's unreal. The lobstermen said the policy plan set an unrealistic standard, you think? In addition, they said there is no reliable data that Maine lobstermen are hurting whales. 
They've been out there for centuries and no whales have died from it. What is killing the whales is the big wind farms. From the Georgia Star News, the world's oldest ooh, secret society is being torn apart over transgenderism. The Freemasons, an all-male secret society. It used to be all-male. Listen, used to be. The Freemasons, an all-male secret society whose history goes back to the Middle Ages, have been struggling to deal with the transgender movement infiltrating their ranks over the past several years. In 2018, the United Grand Lodge of England, founded in 1717 and considered by Masons to be the most senior of all lodges, announced that it would allow transgender individuals to retain their membership at the lodge or be eligible for membership if they were transitioning to a man. In the U.S., the issue is far from settled, with conservative Masons in states like Texas clashing with more liberal fraternities on the coasts. The issue is splitting the society with real consequences for those not falling in lockstep. Now that all these English lodges have been forced to allow females in, and the Mother Grand Lodge of the world is now being required by its own country's Supreme Court to force all of its own members to break their oath and let females in, America and every other Grand Lodge is now stuck in a gray area, and we don't know what's going to happen. They're walking in circles. Let me tell you what, buddy. Okay, from Zero Hedge. San Francisco Exodus. AT&T closing flagship store citing changing consumer habits. I doubt that's the reason, folks. Mail Online. American Medical Association says BMI. Your fat index? BMI is anybody? Racist! Racist! Because measurement was designed based on white bodies in the 19th century. Yes. From the Georgia Star News, illegal border crossers so far this year outnumber the population of eight United States. Who said it? A sane person to an insane society must appear insane. Kurt Vonnegut. Okay, I got a lesser cure for you, and I'm a little short this week. I didn't go to the end of the page, so I included his wife or whoever gave me the first one. I just added the second one on, so you're getting a double lesser this week. Let's see if you can figure what they're talking about. The classmate said she's a cat. One might wonder and ponder on that. But if you were to say how and what way, you will likely be told you're a rat. You're a boy or a girl, not a cat said the student herself, once begat. We can all shout hurrah, quesarah, quesarah, said the teacher with the brain of a gnat. <laughs> okay. Bad, bad news. Things are getting worse. Uh, you all know, I've said this uh, in the past, uh, I have a grandchild coming, hopefully in November, the Lord willing. Um, that's, uh, I think I can tell that it's a female. I may have said that already, but uh, uh, I have to think about her future and what is it going to be like in her life. And it's depressing to even contemplate that, right? I, I understand that. You have children that you're sending to public schools, and public schools are insane nowadays. You're not getting any education for them, and you don't know what to do. Shall I take them out and homeschool them? Whatever. All of these things are on your mind. 
It's yeah, it's not that hard to homeschool, and it's also not that hard to work an extra job, which I did for all these years. My wife worked as well, and we sent our children to a, a private school, a Christian school. Um, but uh, it, it's not that hard if you're willing to put yourself forward. But that is not going to change the pressure on those children that much because they're going to get it everywhere else as well. So you need to be firm on your conviction that the Bible is the Word of God and teach it to them while they are young. You need to stand on the Word of God, and you need to not tolerate nonsense. If your own children are not raising your grandchildren properly, you need to talk to them. These things have to happen because this world is terrible. Having said that, and I understand that it's it's a hard world to live in, there's a lot better waiting for those who have called on Jesus. And so I would ask you today that if you are listening to this update and you have never called on Jesus, this update is not helping you at all. It's tingling your ear, tickling your ear. It's giving you sound to listen to, but it's not doing anything for you, okay? What you need is to come to Jesus because if not, you're gonna get chucked into the same abyss as the people that are doing these things. The only hope for you is Jesus Christ. He's done the work. He's given his life up in exchange for your sins, and all you have to do is believe that. You're a sinner. You need a Savior. Jesus fulfilled that mission for you. Call on Jesus. Believe that he is the Lord God incarnate who came out of the grave to give you life. Please do that today. Okay, I got a couple of ironies for you. The first one is from the New York Post. You know, I don't know what was going on. Both of these were a week ago. Actually, it's been a second week, but I was saving them up just in case sometimes I try to get a theme. Well, we got a little theme here. The first one, funeral home director allegedly guns down pallbearer during burial of 10-year-old girl. He was shooting the pallbearer saying, that's my child because he wanted the one to be able to bury it. So there you go. It's a little irony. I know it's sad, but there you go. Okay, and then from Fox, woman starts knocking inside coffin during her wake. Gave us all a fright. It reminds me of the premature burial by Edgar Allan Poe written in 1844. If you want to read a really good book apart from the Bible, read the works of Poe. You can get all of the works of Poe in one book. It is wonderful. I recommend Edgar Allan Poe. He was very literate. He was very intelligent and he wrote great books. But I would rather, well, he was morbid in some of his stories, not in all of them. He did comedies. He was, he was the precursor to, um, what's it, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, C. Auguste Dupin was the guy. And you want to see the murders in the room org? You've heard of that? He wrote that, okay? He was a literary genius. A little weird at times, but or a lot. But <laughs> I recommend instead, however, that you read your Bible. That's what I would recommend. But such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.